This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles. And no, we didn't start recording on time because everyone was charging their dice. It's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh. really Important, David. It's not a thing. You're just angry because we're going to roll so high that we're going to get to do everything that we <gasps> want to do tonight. One of yeah. mine's on two. It's wrong. Oh, <laughs> you charged it wrong. Grace, how do you charge a dice then? So you have to put them all on the highest number the die can roll, and mm. then you have to put them in descending order. So check our social media out to see how we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and listen to the episode to find out if it works. <laughs> That's the thing, if it doesn't yeah. work. When we all now roll natural ones. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, shit. Because they're on the exact opposite side. So as if we all die, <laughs> everyone. Anyway, I'm uh, David Knight, your dungeon master. You might know that by now. And I'm joined by these people. So <laughs> say hi, everyone. <laughs> people sound so insulting no, it's just a word you are people every single one of you is a person anyway let's cue the theme tune yay Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades No 
Seeing through Ruana's illusion, the party approached the witch in the woods and found her to be friendly, despite the stories. As she made a stew with Juna's help, the elvish woman told you how she had come to live in the woods and protect the Henge, a circle of standing stones blossoming with natural energy. During the night's conversation, they spoke of Kral, his hidden workshop, and Ruana shared the antidote for Gallows Cough that she'd developed with Dr. Hograd. They slept peacefully, but in the morning, Kral had approached with a horde of undead animals and attacked. The party readied themselves to fight, not wanting to abandon a new friend, but Ruana spirited them away with a summoned wave, teleporting them towards Kral's underground tower. They found the path that assumedly led from Tillisham to the workshop, and climbing a steep hill, found a collapsed entrance into darkness. And that's where you have all gathered. Bessie is tied up at the bottom of the slope. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> she is I was really worried about Bessie. Don't worry, Bessie's here. Um, but you're all stood looking down into essentially what is a very dark room. The room that you can see is uh, it's dark, it's dusty. You can see that it's damp. And the, the architectural design inside is very old. Out of all of you, I'd probably say Gwendolyn is most familiar with it as it reminds you of of the, uh, the architecture near Lake Dravain and Carth. Oh, okay. This is mm-hmm. a place that she knows about. It's where rich people go to holiday, essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, it's all old and uh, beautiful. Anyway, lots of uh, vaulted ceilings, faded spiral motifs throughout the walls. Looking down the slope of rocks that has clearly collapsed into the room, um, you can see it's actually been fortified with some planks of wood. So whoever it is that had come through taking stuff before has clearly like, made it secure for you to walk down into the tower already. Mm. What are you doing? We're going in, right? Yeah, does it seem structurally sound enough, like, including that ramp and stuff? Um, yeah, like, you, you test it with, with your foot for a little bit, and, like, mm-hmm. yes, take it slow, and, yeah, it does seem to be really quite secure to, to walk down into the room. And that ramp leads all the way into the room? Yeah, like, it's it's clearly that he's put, like, they've put out planks of wood, like, to make a walkway down down a bit of a landslide a collapsed roof i can imagine a mat trim with a wheelbarrow coming up and down this with a table in it mm. just because uh, we've been uh, tricked before with um magical security cameras you know the arcane eye thing do you think there's going to be any so- i don't know what a camera is it's the <laughs> no i don't know i do it sounds really interesting <laughs> well crown knew that things were being taken somehow but do we think he's getting like booby traps or anything as we go down this thing I would safely assume that, that would be the case. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth checking, isn't it? Or in? <laughs> um, are your goggles prepared? I mean, I haven't prepared the goggles particularly this moment, but I mean, I can do. Um, Give them a hot second. Or I can just have a good look around. We don't have a lot of time. We might as well press on. Yeah, I mean, can I have a can I have a look around? Can I have an inspection? Can we do a perception check at least? Yeah, somebody do a perception and somebody what? investigate. What's a perception check there, Julia? <laughs> I'll, I'll do an investigation check. Shall, shall we have a look? Shall we just have a little perceive and see what's have going a really on? Good can look I, can I smell for flowers? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've uh, I've I've perceived very well. Six. I'll investigate as well. Shall I? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Juna's done a perception. Orin can do an investigation. So charging dice doesn't work. <laughs> 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 can, can, can we? Ha- we're all together. Can we have helped him? Like, we're all looking together. Well, as Juna's made a separate roll, I'll say that's like the two rolls. Oh, dear. Uh, so that's, an, that's, a, that's a natural two for me for a total of eight. <laughs> eight. So it's, it is quite dark. And obviously, like, the most of you have got dark vision. Or are your goggles attuned to dark vision, Oren? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the dark vision goggles are always accessible. Yeah. So even though, like, there is, like, a bit of light coming in through the, through the hole in the ceiling, um, by the time you make your way down into it, 
uh, you've had a good look around and you're, you're fairly certain that the room itself isn't booby trapped. There's no nothing that's going to like suddenly trigger or anything like that. And in fact, when you get down into the main space of the room, it's, it's actually been cleared out quite a lot already. So most of you were thinking by this point that, oh, well, maybe it's maybe anything that was trapped has already gone off. So you're, you're, you feel pretty safe just to have a, a wander around. Are, are there many doors in here? There isn't a door. The only thing that uh, a way out of this room is a spiral staircase in the corner, sort of its own little circle. The room it, that you're in is is a circular room. There is a, a bit of a raised plinth, like like a step up, a circular thing in the centre of the room as well, but that's completely empty. Uh, there's some broken cabinets and shelves around the edge, um, and there's a little bit of uh, like puddles of of water where it's clearly rained and like it's sort of washed its way in. Can I search the shelves to see if there's anything that has been left behind? Any scraps of paper, any, anything? Make an investigation check. Come on, charge dice. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, charge dice. That is 18. 18. Me, 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 me. So... <laughs> Obviously you guys haven't been charging your dice enough. <laughs> what you can tell from from the damage is that it almost looks like something was thrown into this. Ooh. And having like a, a little look at the sort of the debris around you almost get the impression that there was a bit of a scuffle like a while ago but like and all of the wood's been like rested and sort of rotted where it is a bit more but you can sort of picture that perhaps it wasn't as simple as uh matrim walked in and just took stuff that was a little bit of a scuffle uh but between matrim and, and kral perhaps but as you're sort of like picking your way through the bits of wood there is um there is one scrap of paper uh, with um some writing on it can you read Celestial? I can't read Celestial, no. Ah, uh, well. Um, I've just found this piece of paper. It's in some language that I can't understand. Can anybody read this? Uh, Enkidu, I remember you said you were good with languages. Um, yeah, I'll have a look. Yeah, I can. Uh, this is Celestial, I believe. What does it say? <laughs> can you read Celestial, Enkidu? <laughs> I can. Cool, in which case I will quickly send over what it says. Okay. The cost in succeeding appears worse than previously thought can feel my mind slipping. I can only turn again to potential futures to find a way to undo this divination sickness. And that's what it says. Divination sickness? Yes. Feel my mind slip. So this is obviously written by Crow, I assume. Potentially. Would also explain what happens to Lady Vondell, the side effect of peering into the future. Yeah. Trimp said that she's been suffering a lot because she's been looking into the future so much, so perhaps Kral is a future version of what she could become. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's, it certainly sounds like talking to Kral that he's been looking into the future. He's spent years mm. looking into the future. Hundreds, looking... hundreds of years. Huh. Divination sickness. So he's looking, he's looking for a way to un- undo this sickness is that what he's mm. what he's seeking well you say he was looking for power he was looking to get back to somewhere to the king right gwen well, well yes he was talking about wanting to bring the king back and that rumath was the true king so perhaps he's trying to make things the way they were before his tower sealed him in because that was something they were saying that he'd been sealed in all this time maybe he couldn't get out yeah whatever it is he's got that part of him that we need to destroy in this place mm-hmm. anyway absolutely 
Question. Mm. The plinth in the middle of the room, does it look about the right size for the divination table? Uh, yes. Um, and yeah, and as you sort of just give it a, a quick glance over, it, there is clear scratch marks where a heavy table has been pulled across the stonework. So yeah, very, very easily you can tell that this was essentially his divination room. How on earth did he manage to move this by himself? Uh... Well, there's the whole Vondel family. Maybe um, they all got involved. Mm. And his yeah. wife. They're all in it together. And they maybe didn't have to move it that far if they had access to that doorway. Mm. We saw it looked like there'd been a cart coming backwards and forwards, didn't it? Down the path. So, you know, load up the cart and off you go. Um, Guy's going to start walking over to the spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. Is it a spiral staircase that goes down? Yes. He's going to start gingerly tiptoeing down those steps, just keeping an eye out for anything that looks unusual. Juno is definitely going to follow him. Definitely. And where are you going without saying anything? Ah, Jesus. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Wait for the rest of us. Come on, guy. Come on. Yeah, okay. Fine. Come on. So whilst you okay. all have dark vision in one way or another, is anyone going to light a light? Because obviously you can only see about 60 feet. Enkidu can see a bit further, but um, the rest of you can only see about 60 feet into the darkness. Um, Maybe I should walk in front. Yeah, well, my sources of light don't make that much of a difference anyway, to be honest. Like, they're only only little (laughs) tiny little things. DM, under minor illusion, can I light a light for us with that? Mm, Can you? It wouldn't be a big one, I don't think. I think minor illusion makes like a... Probably like a five foot glow, yeah. Cool. Then I will not do that. Sorry, are we? What are we looking at? Are we? We're still upstairs. Are we we haven't gone. We haven't gone down. There? Yeah, Gaius has stood at the top of the stairs, like slowly edging his way down. Do you want to drop something down with a bit of light on first to see what you're doing and like... announce that we're here? What if he was experimenting on dead yeah. creatures that are waiting for us? But that oh, okay. Yeah, it's not a good idea to make a noise and like you say, announce ourselves. I think. I think let's just go down. Let's go down. Yeah, looking looking up at Enkidu like is like dark leather. Oh, and stuff. I was like, Kyle, just like, yeah, the darkness is kind of your thing. That's fair play. You go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Good. I'll go ahead and like just prepare the longsword. It's just out and ready, and I'll just go, just walk ahead. Mm-hmm. I'll take up the rear. Uh, I'll go in the middle. <laughs> I think June is keen to go near the front. <laughs> I'll go next to Orin, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, to be fair, you do sort of need to organise yourself as the uh, the little stair spiral staircase is really only wide enough. For one, like one person at a time. Okay. So you, you are okay. single file at this point. After you, guy, then. <laughs> okay. So... No, no, no. After you, please. <laughs> oh, boys, just go. Oh, okay, fine. Jesus. Okay, let's go. So Enkidu first, followed by Juno, Gaius, Orin, then Gwendolyn. Enkidu, yeah. as you're walking down the steps, do you want to make a quick uh, investigation check just to be keeping safe? Yeah, I, I, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, please. Very Charging much, dice you. is absolute. It's it's pants. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the same role as Ben. Oh, yeah. don't blame so, the charge. Charging yeah. dice does not work. Charging your dice is so. believing that you've charged your dice. Ooh. Exactly. You guys haven't <sighs> committed to it. <laughs> Natural two, so that's a three. <laughs> no. As you uh, as you're sort of walking down, you perhaps get a little bit distracted by uh, the stairs themselves. They're they're metallic, so they are making like a little like tink noise as each of your boots is like stepping onto them. So you're trying to move slowly to reduce the amount of noise that you're making. But it spirals down for uh, probably about 30, 40 feet until it opens up suddenly on both sides into one corridor, this spiral staircase in the middle. And looking down both ends, it's almost identical both ways. There's, again, about a 30-foot corridor in each direction and a a door at the end of it. Both ways? Both ways. Which way smells worse? I cannot tell. No, especially with that roll you just had. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> are we all are we all down now? Yeah. Um, so the spiral staircase does carry on further down. So technically, you've got three directions you can head: left, right, or downwards. I feel like if he's trying to hide something, surely that's going to be as far away from the surface as possible. I don't disagree, but also I don't really want to. I don't really fancy going further downstairs if there's maybe something that we don't want in between us and our way out at that point. So I'd, I'd feel more comfortable checking out this level and just making sure it's safe, if nothing else. Let's do that then. How far away is the door? About 30 feet. Um, from where I am, I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very strong. I'm going to see if I can just push against it. Uh, which door, the left or the right? The left. So, yeah, you can see, like, down the corridor, your little scaled hand suddenly materialise, throws you a thumbs up, because that's what it does. Um, <laughs> the emoji hand. And then pushes against the door, and you find that it just swings open into another dark room. Um, actually, with your vision, Enkidu, um, you can see in the centre of that room is a table. Just just a table? That's all you can see from your current... from Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to open the other door as well from where I am. Mm-hmm. See if I can do that. Uh, so, yeah, you, you move the, uh, the mage hand... Uh, past you all sort of floats by uh floats 30 feet I wave at it as it goes past. <laughs> <laughs> and when it gets to the the door in the other direction that also is pushed open very easily um and beyond that you can see a few shelves i'll tell the others what i see shelves or table shelves yeah i'd go for shelves <laughs> shelves let's do it could be some books you never know yeah should some of us go and check out that table on the other side as well i think we should all stick together yeah it's probably for the best I, I'm up for searching both rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shelves first, table second. Sounds good. Cool. So you head down uh, the corridor toward the shelves um, and you get to the door. You're all being assumedly very cautious. And as you peer inside, what you can see is uh, basically an empty library. Uh, there, are, there are shelves acro- against every, every wall. Uh, there's a couple of small writing desks that have been sort of broken and, and one that's been o- upturned. Um, there are a few rotted books in the place and the scraps of paper across the desks and like on the floors and things. And the only other thing that stands out to you all is that between two of the bookshelves, there is a, a wide enough space for a doorway, oh. but there is nothing there. Just, just a brick wall. So that's where the doorway used to be. His door. Again, how on earth did they get something that big out of you? Uh... And the doorway is able to teleport you somewhere else yeah and then back to the door with the key well lady vondel does have magic perhaps she has some things that helped them in that way they also had to get rid of a lot of their staff didn't they so perhaps they used staff members got rid of them perhaps didn't just fire them so that they wouldn't tell the secrets mm. of course. we know where the doorway is it's not here so why don't we search for what is what's left yeah just a quick check Guy's going to pick up a book and throw it at the doorway. Uh, yeah, it goes sort of spiralling across the room, just hits the brick, falls to the floor. So is there is there anything else on any of the shelves? Uh, make an investigation check. I've recharged my dice. <laughs> Believe. Believe. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a natural 20. Oh, my God. Hey. I'm so happy. I don't believe in any of this. <laughs> Grace has got a We're playing a luck based game. <laughs> you need to believe in luck. Yeah. Remember that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're, first of all, you're very happy that there is nothing else in this room that is a danger to you with a, with a roll yeah. that high. Um, and as you start moving through the bookshelves, uh, again, it looks very similar to how uh, Dr. Hograd's office had been cleared out. 
And the only things that have been left behind are the books that have gotten so damp and rotted that you literally cannot read them. Mm. Um, as you are gathering all of the scraps of paper, you do find more and more handwritten notes, though. Oh, are they in Celestial again? They are all in Celestial. And Keating? Um, of course, of course. Would you mind casting your eye over these? Just... Yeah, send, send them my way. I'll pass over the notes. They're coming to take it away from me. Uh, they know. I'll bury myself before I am betrayed. It must be protected. Uh, it worked. Leaping forward to witness my own success was a risky strategy, to be sure. But Rumaf has his ritual... And I have his favour. Research is being hampered by my own lack of ability. The damned table holds more innate power than I ever will. There is more than it can do, I am certain. Perhaps, if I were to bind myself to it, could I traverse without having to live out every waking moment? What the hell? Whoa, hang on. So, he traversed without having to live out every waking moment. So he... He's maybe found a way that he can just flick in and out of different times without having to... Because when I, when I lived through that whole next day, like I, and as far as I thought, all of us lived through time normally. Maybe he's found a way to be able to just jump in and out of certain moments of the future without having to live through years and years and years. And because of the sickness, he's, he's never really sure where, where he is or when he is because... He, every time we've talked to him, he's always been like, but you were supposed to do this, but not this, yeah. but not now, but now this, then that, there's that later. Like like reading ahead in a book. Yeah, mm. but like a book where the pages keep changing. And you can just go straight to the end if you want to. Yeah, you can go straight to the end, but every time you go to the end, you get a different end. But also, he I don't think he can't have done it because he's still very confused about the times. But he says success, it worked. So he's... He's going in the right direction. This is perhaps he's found the way that works and that's what he's working towards at the moment, making it reality. Yeah, leaping forward to witness my own success was a risky strategy. So he's But the table brought him back. He can't stay in that future. No. Just similar to what happened to you. He's trying to make that future happen. Exactly. So he's seen some sort of success, but is the success he saw the fact that he was able to leap around in time and he went forward and and kind of like cheated in an exam and basically got the answer from himself. I think because he can't stay in any future that he's lived out, the table brings him back. He's devised, he's been trying to devise a way to just witness this future as we've just surmised. And he has been watching and watching these futures over and over to wait, to be absolutely sure of the future that will guide him on that path. That's why he's so confused. I think the conditions are, he's, he's getting close. Yeah. So the conditions that line up to the future he's already lived through, but he just couldn't stay there. So now he's stuck in the present, confused. Yeah, because he's not got access to his table anymore. Exactly. But also, what was that first note, Enkidu? You said that he... I'll bury bury myself before I'm betrayed. It must be protected. And he's he's done that. He's buried himself underground. So that was him that did it. Nobody buried him under here. He He buried himself. himself. No, that that, that lines up with what um, Master Witten said. She said that he buried himself as a result of his experiments. Oh, yeah. So he's done this deliberately to himself to protect his yes, table. because the Vondells found out about his experiment. Well, They're coming no, no, to no, take no, it. No, 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 no. I think this he buried himself hundreds before. of years ago. Oh, hundred, oh yes, I think he course. buried himself. Someone was onto him, onto his experiments, or he was worried about this, like, hundreds of years ago, potentially. Yes. He buried himself underground back then. Yes. And then is carried on 
working with his table for hundreds, hundreds of years. years. So that he could find exactly the right set of, well, the, like the right recipe. He's been looking for exactly the right recipe so he can get what he wants. But the Crollins must know. Or the Vandells. Because they they have it now. How on earth would they discover it? So was- maybe they found it by accident. Or maybe they've been excavating for, or maybe they've just been looking for it for a really long time. We don't know. Didn't someone say something about an earthquake at some point? Ruana did. So there was a bit of a shake. Oh my gosh. So maybe it was just a- an accident. It was just a, a natural phenomenon. And then Kralovin was revealed. Yeah, that might have opened up the hole that we walked through. Yes. That opened up the gap into his into his place. Somehow the gamekeeper, because the gamekeeper comes to these woods anyway. He does. Discovered the hole. Because mm. that is strange for how secretive he's trying to be. Why is the roof so open to the yeah. elements? Yeah, so that must have been the thing that, like you say, sprung him free. But at the same time, he wasn't exactly aware of what's going on. And then the um, Vandals with the huntsmen... Uh, yeah, managed to get in there, get the things, maybe have a scuffle with him and go. Yeah, absolutely. From what we saw upstairs, it looked like things were taken by force. Yeah. There's something else that's bothering me about this this passage here. He says that Rumath has his ritual and I have his favour. Rumath Tarabor, the king from 600 years ago. So there's a ritual, there's a way of raising him from the dead. Rumath has his ritual. So do you think Rumath wanted something from Kral? Was Kral, because Kral's like a powerful magic user. So did Rumath... Rumath could be a magic user as well. So did he teach him a ritual or give him a ritual or something? He must have. To do what? And I have his favour. Favour of a king. Maybe if we go around a bit further, we might find some more. Um, can I do a charisma check, please? Uh, yes, absolutely. Come on, charge dice. Okay, it's a... It's a 16. 16. So as you're... Yep, as you're... So you take a, a moment, Enkidu. You get the sense of uh, a female voice coming to you and she says his handwriting's gotten worse over time whose handwriting on the notes hina you've seen this before no but i know bad handwriting when i see it (sighs) but how do you know it got worse well look at it they're coming to take it away that's the worst research is being hampered that's the most eloquent so this is part of a diary that's been scattered, perhaps? They're coming to take it away from me. So he wrote that bit. The danger of, of that moment must have passed, and then he must have been allowed to carry on with his research. That's a good spot. You just get the sense that she smiles because she knows it's a good spot. <laughs> uh, but then the, the, the contact with her is gone. Um, I told the others um, what um, she discovered. Yeah, it looks like these different parts of the passage were written at different times, different states of mind. So the the neater ones are the older notes. So it starts off with research being hampered by his lack of ability. Yes. And that the table holds power. Mm. Then which one looks next neatest? Uh, Who's got calligraphy? Anyone proficient with calligraphy? Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. Me. I also do as well. I forgot that. Uh, In which case, with Gwendolyn and Orin looking over it, I'll let one of you roll with advantage. I'll give that to Orin. Quill's in the name after all. (laughs) Quill's in the name, Quill's in the job. Except it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really not sure about this charging up the dice thing. Um, What what check was I actually making, um, David? Intelligence and proficiency. Intelligence and proficiency, thank you. Um, Okay. (laughs) 12. 12. Um, so 
whilst it is hard to tell between it worked that note and the the note that Gwen had found, the cost in succeeding, um, you think that it worked comes second out of the four. And then the cost of succeeding then it's looks third. like it comes next. Yeah. And then they're coming to take it away from me is the final note. Yeah. So it looks like, well, unless we find something in other rooms, like he hasn't written notes since then. Like these are, these, these are old, yeah. old entries in this diary, as you say, in Kidi. Do you want to read them again in order for the listeners? Yeah, sure. So it looks like in order, um, research is being hampered by my own lack of ability. The damn table holds more innate power than I ever will. There is more that it can do, I am certain. Perhaps, if I were to bind myself to it, could I traverse without having to live out every waking moment? And the next part is, it worked. Even forward to witness my own success was a risky strategy to be sure, but Rumoth has his ritual and I have his favour. The cost in succeeding appears worse than previously thought. I can feel my mind slipping. I can only turn again to potential futures to find a way to undo this divination sickness. They're coming to take it away from me. They know. I'll bury myself before I am betrayed. It must be protected. So he was able to traverse without having to live out every waking moment. He was able to yeah. almost bind himself to the table. I wonder if there's another entry in like the other room, you know, the one across like down the hallway? Yeah. Yes. Let's go in there. We should look. We should go. Yeah, definitely. So we can get the whole picture here. Yeah. Nothing else in this room is the David. No, beyond the uh, the space where the door was, the homemade, the homeward door. Um, homeward door. That's what I've been on all my notes. Obviously, it's never. I love it. It says homeward. That's, you always go <laughs> to the door. DM, sorry, um, for my notes. Um, hmm. Sorry, um, Rumoth, Tar- Tarabor? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Tarabor, not Tarabor. Yeah. Cool. I've been saying it wrong. For a change, <laughs> saying a character's name. Uh, yeah, I, I, inter- <laughs> I interpreted the, that note wrong. Yeah, Crowl made the ritual for Rumoth. So yeah. Rumoth might have this power, obviously, for whatever reason. And it looks like he might have learned the ritual mm. from using the table yes. in some way. Yeah. But if Rumoth's dead, then he must be bringing him back. Potentially. Why hasn't he done it already? He can bring animals back to life. Is it more complicated mm. to bring a human back? Perhaps he doesn't have enough power. Or the body. If he's human, why is he writing in Celestial? What did Trimp told us that Juno, what was it? Trimp said it's it's a language Oscan. that oh yeah, Oscan, yeah. Oscan Juno <laughs> Juno Oscan told us that it's a language that posh people use. Oh um, right? yeah, he did, yeah. Maybe is it an older language? Is is it an older language, David? Is it like a language used in history? Yeah, it's um it's used in a lot of like old yeah, old historical texts uh and religious texts and things like that. Is it like the equivalent of posh people speaking French? Or Latin or Latin. Or la- or Latin. Oh yeah. yeah. Or Latin. I'm not posh enough to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> <In real life. laughs> I'm not posh enough. <laughs> I don't speak Latin. <laughs> you sound yeah. like my dad. Yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit like by using like or like super old English that like you know, there's occasionally like groups of letters that you all recognise just from looking at the, the pages, but you can't understand what it's saying. It's yeah. like looking at Chaucer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Is if there's any like particularly exciting covers that look cool and expensive, guy just gonna take one. Um. Yeah. There's some. There's some really funky old books that are. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I say, the, the stuff that's been left like looks disgusting, but some of it is aesthetically pleasing <laughs> yeah. in its disgusting way. I'll take a disgustingly aesthetic book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just pop that in my bag. Squelch. Uh, so you all head out of this room, uh, follow the corridor down and head past the, the spiral staircase and down the other corridor. As you sort of peek your way into this one, it's actually very, very obvious very quickly that this room was some kind of alchemical suite. 
the table oh in the middle gosh. has got some like old like me- metallic frames clearly for holding vials and things uh there's shelves that are like sort of been pulled down smashed bottles across the floor scattered ingredients uh, and in one corner there's an upturned cauldron as well there's bits of oil patches and stuff that have stained the floor over time uh, and the table as well but again this place looks like it has been cleared out of anything useful is there anything spilt that we like any of us recognize particularly uh, yeah i can make an investi- investigation check whoever wants to i feel like everyone keeps turning to orin to do the investigation <laughs> check so i'm gonna throw this out uh gwendolyn you do one i'm i'm kind of interested in looking at something else in a minute if i may yeah mm. uh that would be a 14 a 14 um so having had Orin show you the uh, the oils and things that he found, uh, like that milky opalescent stuff used to steal all of the brewery equipment. You can find patches of that around the the cauldron. Juna, Juna, look at this. This is this is like the oil that the Orin described. Oh yeah, it looks the same. Perhaps this is where he was making it. Why would why would he why would he why would he steal a brewery? Because he's an evil bastard. That's why. Well, well I don't think I don't know that Kraus stole the brewery. No. I think I think. Crow's stuff was knit by... Matram. Matram, yeah. I know, but how funny would that be if he was behind this? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go down the next floor and just find the full brewery. (laughs) Zombie animals at a bar. (laughs) Yeah. Just just running an undead tavern. (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, you've been alive for so long, you kind of miss the taste of beer and ale, wouldn't you? (laughs) I can't wait for the undead tavern. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Orin, what is it that you wanted to check? I'm kind of... what I'd be interested in looking at is with the kind of the equipment sort of set up the way it is, if knowing alchemical stuff, mm. being proficient in it, whether I've got kind of any idea about what processes, what kind of stuff I can obviously see. There's obviously the oil on the floor that Gwen's spotted, mm-hmm. but if there's any idea of what sort of processes he was doing or what kind of experiments he might have been running. Make an alchemical check then. Intelligence and proficiency. Yeah. I get a D4. 21. So having a quick uh, scan over stuff, like I say, a lot of the like useful material has been gone, uh, but there was clearly brewing happening and Ooh. fairly high, high intense potion making. From sort of having a good sort of look at the setup, you can see that it was it was some kind of healing material that he was maybe making. And as you sort of give everything a look over, you can tell that in one of the smashed uh, bottles across the floor, the ingredients that have been left behind, you can see that they're much smaller than they should be. So it's almost as if he was keeping stuff that naturally would be much bigger and having shrunk them down has been able to keep a lot more of it in storage for longer. He's shrunk down ingredients. Yeah. So I explained to the group. (laughs) So that transmutation oil, that would make sense of that, wouldn't it? Because transmutation... Would, could change the size the size of something potentially you have been pondering how they carry things out true they yeah. could have shrunk the divination table as well maybe all three or all of the vandals didn't need to be here maybe matron could have just if you know it's transportation magic could just shrank the table down carried it in the car and walked out uh, do, uh someone said that they they when the gameskeeper was walking through the woods with us that there was something on his belt or on his person that was magical yeah there was something there was something with transmutation magic hanging on his belt we didn't figure that out soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we have mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm if not, the audience myself. definitely has caught it by this I'm point. <laughs> oh, the audience have got everything. Like, oh, they're, yeah. They are, they're yeah. Just, oh my gosh. I was going to say shouting at their radios, but I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> no. <laughs> Juna, as everyone is sort of like moving around the room investigating stuff, you're looking at like a, a different patch of oil on across the floor, like trying to like trace whether or not there's it's been anywhere else. And as you're looking at it, it just 
moves slightly across the floor. Oh, um, I don't mean to alarm you, but this piece of oil here has just moved across the floor. What? It's moved across the floor. Huh? Where to? Just over here, look. I, I go over and look. Yeah, and as you're stood there a moment, like, you, you wait, and you just watch this small puddle, like, yeah, shift slightly, maybe by about sort of four inches or so, just slides across the floor. I have never in my 200 years seen that happen before. There's oil everywhere. Everyone look around. Is it just that that's moving, or is there more? Uh, as you look around, it seems to be the only one that's moving. It's quite a large puddle, though, sort of like a yellowish colour. Can I prod it with the end of my quarter star? Poke it with a stick? Yeah, on the exact same wavelength, yeah. Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, roll initiative. Oh! oh! <laughs> what? We're going to fight a puddle. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to poke it with a stick. Nobody said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't regret it for a moment. <laughs> So, 25 to 20. At uh, 21. Oh, lovely, June. My dice are finally charged. Uh, 22. Oh, Gaius. Way. 20 to 15. Nope. Uh, 15 to 10. 12. 10 to 5. 8. And um, what did you get, Enkidu? Natural work. Oh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's a charged dice if what I ever What do you add one. to it, though? Because you can still add your initiative to My initiative to is plus one. one, so it's a two. That's a little bit better. A bit better. A little bit. <laughs> so as you sort of poke it with your stick, Juna, uh, this whole puzzle just starts like bubbling up quite aggressively in front of you. So the room as it's laid out, it's um, it's a square room. It's actually only about sort of 20 feet across. So there's enough space for everybody to move around, but there's not a lot of space otherwise. There's a table directly in the centre. The door is to your left and the puddle is in a corner to your right. So Juna, yeah, you give it a poke, it bubbles up. Gaius, what are you doing? Um, I am going to uh, back up and uh, be quite alarmed by everyone uh, being all alarmed and shocked and then I peer around uh, Juno's leg and just see a puddle and go, what? Okay, well, (laughs) it's just a bunch of stupid piss. Like, what the hell? It's just a puddle of piss. (laughs) And I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery at it. That is amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. Cool. Does it roll a saving throw or do you roll an attack roll? Oh, wisdom save, wisdom save. Wisdom save. Six. Yep, it fails. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I rolled d4 and I got a 4 So it does 4 um, psychic damage to the puddle And then uh, it has disadvantage on its next attack So if it does turn out to be something nasty Then it's got disadvantage 4 damage, so psychic it, damage It evaporates straight away uh, No, it does, it does uh, like you can see that this like puddle of like uh, And the more it's sort of bubbling up The more like oozy jelly-ish it looks And it just does like mean it has ears? Does it have ears? Well, yeah, it, it feels it feels quite embarrassed and ashamed by that comment, so <laughs> it just gives a little shudder. An embarrassed jelly. Juno, what are you doing? She is going to whip up her uh, staff. She's going to look at the puddle, and she is going to, uh, inspired by Guy's vicious mockery, she's going to just look at the puddle and say, Piss Puddle! And cast Radiance at it. Word of Radiance. <laughs> Amazing. So it needs to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, constitution, it got a 14 altogether. It succeeds. It succeeds. Uh, just. So does it take half damage or does it, does it just take nothing? Nothing. That's all right. Well, oh, it doesn't like this, this, this radiant word billowing out from you. Um, <laughs> and especially having been viciously mocked. Um, it's going to sort of bubble up and this pseudopod of, of jelliness just lashes out at you, Judah. 
Judah? Phew, at least it's not Juna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Juna's fine. So, uh, make an attack roll. And that is grand total of seven. Does that hit you? It doesn't. Take that puddle. <laughs> so, it's it's just sort of like, it lashes out. You duck out of the way. And it then just starts, like, writhing up the wall behind it. And gets to about head height with Orin. Ah! Yep, halfway up the wall. And Orin, it's your turn. Has it been less than an hour since uh, the undead battle thing that didn't happen? Probably been over an hour by this point. Okay, so my dragon has run out of power. Oh, oh that's tragic. It's okay, everyone's still got their temporary hit points, but um, it's it's powered down, and I've put it back in my bag. So in that case, uh, it's right in front of me. Uh, yep. I'm going to go, I, I, don't, I don't think I can insult it like everyone else, and I'm just going to reach forwards with my gloves of shocking grasp and attempt to just shock it. Cool. Make an attack roll. Uh, 17. That hits. Yeah. Charging dice. They said, charge your dice. <laughs> One point of electrical damage. Ooh, so many points. I mean, now you're just like blaming the charging of dice, but yeah, it's made it worse. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, I mean, they could have. It could have all been natural ones from. <laughs> if if the dice are being naughty, put them somewhere where you can't use them. Tell them off. Put them in jail. Put them in the dice jail. Technically, it now can't start reactions until... It can't use take reactions until, until the start of its next turn. Ooh, that is helpful. Yeah. Are you moving anywhere? Have you got a bonus action? So it's just sort of in front of me now? Yeah, so it is within five feet of you. But it can't take reactions. Yeah, it can't take reactions. So I'm just going to get away from it. And I'm not going to use the bonus reaction. Uh, bonus action. Just back up to the other side of the room. It is then Gwendolyn's turn. Right, so I am going to use grace and poise to compose myself thoughtfully before I attack it so that my efforts are not in in vain. So um, once per turn, I can spend a key point to add my wisdom modifier to an ability check or attack roll. Just to check, David, I can, I'm adding that on top of all the stuff I already put in. Yeah. Fabulous. So it doesn't look very pleasant, so I don't want to y- touch it myself. So I'm going to slash it with my spear. Not as a monk we- weapon, but just to slash it. Can I still use it well? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't want to touch it. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to do that. That is... What do I add again? I've forgotten everything. Dexterity, proficiency, and, and your wisdom as well because you use grace and points. So that's a 10. <laughs> so 10 hits. What? Um, oh but what you God. notice is as this spear sort of like slashes across it, it just sort of like parts the jelly. And as oh. soon as you've done with your attack, it just sort of folds back into each other. So it doesn't take any damage? Not from slashing, no. Oh, I don't want to touch it, but... So she very like <laughs> kind of <laughs> hesitantly goes, oh, that didn't work. Fine. I'm going to punch the goo. So she punches the goo. Cool. <laughs> Make another attack roll. Okay. Ah. Oh, no. Read my six upside down. Uh, it's a nine. That's what upside down six is. So a nine plus five. So that's a 14. 14 hits. Yeah. Yay. Does it get any damage? Yeah. From uh, from bludgeoning is fine. It's okay. Fine. Slashing's not, not the thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Lesson learned. Um, so that is five points of damage amazing yeah so as you as it's like up against the wall and you just like the, the slash from your spear hasn't worked so you just like punch straight into the stone and there is a weird like you can feel the stonework underneath it but you can see that the whole jelly just sort of shakes a little bit and that has at least damaged it somewhat uh are you moving anywhere i'm gonna stay within range but like take a step back um so in Kidu, it's your turn um anyone directly in front of me Probably with the with the spacing of everyone up against the walls. You've, you've got uh, Gwendolyn and Juna roughly in front of you. Gaius and Orin have backed up a little bit. I'll circle around so it's a clear shot. Mm-hmm. Here with the Eldritch Blast. Yeah. 
Oh, that's not bad. It's 11 to hit. 11? 11 hits? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Do your damage. Good thing you charged those dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so many evils via Zoom right now. Yeah. Um, 11 points of force damage. 11, amazing. Uh, so yeah, again, like, you see the, um, sort of, as, as your Eldritch Blast, like, hits the, uh, this thing against the wall, like, the whole thing just, like, ripples and shakes with the, with the Eldritch Force. And that brings it back up to Gaius. <sighs> okay. Um, Gaius is going to, um, turn around, um, try and, yeah, get a clear shot of it. Um, no one seems to be hurt. Um, oh, he doesn't have anything, like, Punchy. Ah, uh, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna <laughs> throw a uh, fairy fire at that, so he'll whip his loot around and yeah. strum a chord, and that chord will um, ricochet off the walls and then hit this jelly. And then hopefully, if I cast it, then it means it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Because um, if it fails that, then it's lit up like a Christmas tree. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen is my dex. Is my save. Oh, bother. <laughs> oh, so it just succeeds. Yeah, the jelly defeats my my spell. Oh, Guy, you weren't ready for that jelly. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, flubber. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciated that, Grace. <laughs> you can see, um, like, the, the, the fairy come out and, like, all of the, the dust and magic, like, spiral across the wall and, and scatter everywhere. Uh, but it, it nothing sticks to this thing. And unfortunately, as, as the, 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 the dust fades... The jelly is just left against the wall. It is Juna's turn. I have two questions. Mm. How far away is the table and how much does it weigh? (laughs) (laughs) So the table is in the space behind you. Uh, So um, five feet from you, but ten feet from the the jelly. It is... I don't know. How how heavy are you looking? Um, It would be nice if it was five pounds or less, but I don't know how... How heavy five pounds? I think is. the table, the table itself, is five probably uh, heavier than it's like that. Like a box of cereal. Yeah, but the uh, but there's some stuff on the table that you could definitely. Okay, use. what's on the table? What, what are we talking? That's like about some, five pounds. There's like some like metallic armature that's like clearly been used to hold vials and things like that. Yeah, but, I'll take some metallic armature and I will <laughs> catapult that armature straight <laughs> at the goo, please. <laughs> So, so you need to make a, a dex save throw, please. Mm-hmm. And that is a 13 again. Yes! It fails! Yeah! Oh! Yeah! So, okay. 11. <laughs> 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Whoa! Just for flavour, under her breath, she mutters, Yeah. Piss puddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, with that, you you catapult this armature with such force that it embeds itself into the brick. Uh, and so this like ooze is like having to like move itself, like literally pull itself off of this like this pissed stuff that's gone straight through it. Yeah. And it's starting to like drip down the wall again. It is its turn, and again, having attacked it, it's gonna throw. Uh, a pseudopod out at you, Juna. Yeah, that, that seems fair. <laughs> with a 21? Yeah, that hits. <laughs> yeah. Dude! And with a yeah, last hitch, it, 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 that's nine bludgeoning damage that it does to you. Oh, uh, glad I've got those 10 points. Good thing you've got those 10 hit points. Yep. Plus three acid damage as well. So how many points is that in total? So 12 altogether. 12 altogether. Okay, that's doable. 
you remember when that would have killed us? Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. Make sure you've listened to episode eight before oh, you listen yeah. to this episode. <laughs> Goodness if me. If you haven't, what are you doing? It's <laughs> not a strange place to start. Yeah, why yeah. have you started with this episode? <laughs> so, yeah, this thing, like, carries on dripping down uh, onto the floor and it's just moving now steadily towards Gwendolyn and Juna. Uh, but yeah. it is Orin's turn. Is it still, like, is it still attached to the, the, the armature that... Like or is it? Has it come off that? It's sort of entirely. like dripped around it to get that oh, down to the floor. Okay, I just thought it'd be fun to grab that with some shocking grass. Um, so it's it's heading towards those two. Okay, mm. I, in which case I think I'm just going to yeah, let's just whip out the the welding torch I think and mm-hmm. see. <laughs> let's hope it's not resistant to fire damage. If I let's say ten. Have you been recharging it though? No. This is a slow-moving puddle of jelly. Ten is enough to hit it. It's Yay! fine. <laughs> there we go. So that's a D ten's worth of fire damage. Oh, yeah, five. Five points five. of fire damage. Yeah, it's really not looking good by this point. Like it's it's, it's singed around the edges. It's like <laughs> it's broken up, so it's actually more of like four or five little gloops that are barely like strung together with the jelliness. Gwendolyn, it is your turn. Well, I always did enjoy jumping in puddles, and I jump in it. Oh, <laughs> Gwendolyn Pepper Pig wrote. Oh, yeah. That's an 11. That hits. Oh, plus five, so yeah, 16. Definitely hits. Boom. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm not even going to make it. It had one hit point left. So hey! <laughs> Don't worry, I got it with four plus three. That is numbers. Seven. Seven. <laughs> yeah, so as you like like yeah, jump on it, it just like squidges out, stops moving completely. And it's a shame because that, that jelly held the answer to everything you had. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew we should have tried intimidating it first. It was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Mastermind, exactly. Knew everything about your backstory. <laughs> could have solved all of your personal problems. Uh, <laughs> it was the simulacrum. Uh, it's oh, over. <laughs> it was no. rumour terrible. It was rumour, yeah. <laughs> Jenny form, yeah. The guy out of the fridge. <laughs> There's a nervous laughter, like, amongst us because we're all doubting whether that is true or not. I know, like, yeah, 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 exactly. I, know. Like, I mean, yeah, we don't trust David anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, so the thing is, is completely stopped moving. Um, and, like, the, 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 the sudden flurry of activity amongst you all, like, you have a moment of calm. Uh, you do have, like, ochre jelly, like, riding up your boots now, Gwendolyn. Um, and obviously you've got a little bit of it on your hand as well. Ew. Um, she kind of like tries to wipe it off onto the table a little bit yeah. and just like, just like, you know, she wouldn't mind if it was actual jelly, but this stuff, it's a bit gross. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like none of the, none of the other oil looks like it's going to turn into a jelly and start attacking us, does it? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like anything else in the room is, is moving in the same way. Ugh. Let's get out of here and keep going down the further steps. I think you're right, Guy. Let's do exactly that. Do we spot any more bits of paper as we're leaving? Uh, make a quick investigation check. That is an 18. Charging those dice. <laughs> uh, no, actually. This room is, is has been much more cleared out than the others. Um, there's there's no scraps of paper anywhere. Right, okay. I think let's so... go, go downstairs and we head down the spiral staircase. Deeper. Hello, delightful listeners of No Small Roles. As our party ventures deeper into the tower, I thought I would just check in. You know, just see how you're doing. 
check that you're following us on social media where you can find pictures of our charging dice. Oh, yes, but not just that. This week, very excitingly, we are going to be sharing the line art, that means not coloured in yet, for our official character designs by Sophia Murphy. Yes, you are finally going to see what our characters look like from our collaboration with Sophia. The images are fantastic and we are so excited to share them with you all. If you want to follow Sophia on Instagram, she is at Sophia underscore comic art. She has also been doing some incredible artwork for Arttober. Now, for those of you who follow us on Instagram at No Small Roles, you may have noticed that we have been sharing people's Arttober responses in our stories. So if you want to go and check those out, you can I've I've highlighted it on our social media, so you can just go to the highlight and you can see all of the wonderful responses we've had to our Arttober prompts so far. We're all having a lot of fun getting involved with it. I may be slightly behind on the drawings myself, but you know, that is a way to participate in Arttober. If you too want to join in in my ad hoc style, then please do and use the hashtag, hashtag ArttoberNSR. Uh, and then we can see your art and we can share it on our stories as well. Don't worry if Instagram just isn't your thing. We will also share some of our favourite Arttober responses on our Twitter, at No Small Roles, and on our Facebook page. And you can find us on Facebook by searching No Small Roles. Remember, we spell roles R-O-L-L-S, like rolling a dice. As always, if you are enjoying the show and you want to help it grow, please recommend us, rate us and review us on places like iTunes, Facebook, um, I don't know where else you would review us. I think I've heard people do reviews on places like Stitcher, like wherever you want to review us, even if it's just, you know, a review that you write and stick in your toilet so you've got something to read when you go to the loo, um, you can do that we'd appreciate that so yeah all small gestures are very much appreciated that's all from me for now let's take you back to the tower you yeah you head back down the corridor um get to the spiral staircase and 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 start walking down and again it goes down another 30 40 feet sort of spiraling round and round and round and you get a little bit dizzy after a while but when it gets to the bottom at the bottom of the stairs is just a single door. And is this definitely the bottom of the stairs now that they don't go further down? They don't this? go further. This is this is the bottom. A single door? Mm-hmm. And Kitu, could your lovely hand do a similar trick like it did upstairs? I send the mage hand down the corridor. Thank the you, Enkidu. It's very good of you. So everyone, yeah, backs up a little bit. Yeah, I definitely back up. Yeah. <laughs> the mage hand sort of floats past you all, gets to the door, and again, just pushes it open. Even from as far back as you are, the smell from the room hits you, and it is quite disgusting. Like a dead thing smell. Oh, like like a dead thing has been there for a long time. It's all kinds of sulfurous, like, disgusting smells. Enkidu, that stew did not agree with you last night, did it? Well... Yeah, I mean, it was it was the it was the mushrooms. Those mushrooms. It might be that worm. It might be that, that worm. worm. That was it. The worm. That was it. The worm. Uh, the worm. Can I give everyone a twain tied tea bag and say, put this under your nose? It might help with the smell. <laughs> That's genius. That's genius. How, how many do you have? Oh 
hundreds. I have enough until the DM tells me I can stop doling them out. <laughs> Is it like a Costco bag? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite potent tea, so they're very small tea bags. Oh. I steal one ring and I get shit for it, and she comes away with a fucking ring. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you have a plus four charisma. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so you all strap, <laughs> strap a little twain tied under your nose. I'm going to rub mine and make it smell of bacon. Oh, bacon tea. Orin likes bacon. I don't know why I picked bacon. <laughs> I'm going to use the mage hand to cover my mouth. <laughs> nice. So my hands are free. <laughs> so it's a little, um, a little, I don't know, uh, medical skin, <laughs> mage hand mask. <laughs> uh, can Gwendolyn take your tea bag, Inkidu? Yep, absolutely. So she's going to twist two together so that like the two strings come across so she can like hook them over under her ears. Oh, yeah. And then she's just got the two tea bags hanging under her nose. Amazing. Guys is just going to like turn to one side and like shove a tea bag up between his mask and then just oh, nice. pop it back. And then <laughs> Tuna says, that's how they're supposed to be worn. Well done, guy. <laughs> and shoves it up her own nose. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Jesus, that's aggressive. <laughs> so you all edge into this room and actually it's it's not what you're expecting it's not a workshop full of undead it is very obviously a bedchamber oh. um, but like with everything else in this place the the bed itself seems to have collapsed a little bit the 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 blankets that are on them are, have become ragged and rotten and like full of holes um there is a lot of refuse around the place and a lot of old bones scattered across the floor. But having a quick look, they are, they are just like rodent bones. Rats and, and small animals and like maybe little bird bones and things like that. That like crunch as you walk across the floor. There isn't, again, much else in this room. And it being quite dark, can um, Gaius, can you make a quick investigation check? That's going to be a 10. So what draws your attention is... That as you sort of walk in, you you take a glance like up and just catch out of the corner of your eye some scratching along along the wall to your left, and sort of you you move around to get a better view of it through everybody as they're sort of like again holding their noses, adjusting their tea bags, and you can start to see like scratched lines between letters across the walls. Mm-hmm. As in like as in almost like a ruler mark, so he's like underlined his words or letters. Sorry. No, as in, like, there'll be the letter R, and then a scratched line, uh, and then the letter F. But that line even that's scratched between those two letters, and the letters themselves have also been scratched in, they, they sort of branch off to even other letters and to other things. And then occasionally, there'll just be, like, a, a number, like 686, and then scratched to a different letter. And then you walk around this 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 circular room, and these lines are dancing between letters left and right and up and down and like looping back to themselves. Whoa. Hey guys, uh, come over here. What do you think of this? Perhaps after he started to go mad, he started to scratch down the branching timelines that he witnessed. Perhaps. Oh, timelines. Yeah. Mm. I was wondering if it was like family tree or something. Family tree. Well, like, ah, oh, I just thought of rumor. That's all. Right. What about the numbers? It's weird he'd scratch a uh, a wall when uh, he's got some paper, like a whole library upstairs. Maybe he was trapped in this room. All the refuse and stuff in here. Maybe because it's such a big thing. I mean, it's covering the whole room. 
he needed it to be big enough. A book wasn't enough. He he needed to see it all mapped out. Mm, mm. Is there any um? Is there any chance of like looking around for any like hidden compartments where he'd keep things precious in his bedroom? Any like nooks and crannies which like I would know that people keep like you know their precious things you know hidden little hidey holes or away. Yeah, make an investigation check. David, can I start fiddling with my goggles as well? Just yeah, absolutely. It's going to take some time. That's going to be a whoop, 16. So as you're moving around the room, firstly, to confirm your theory that perhaps it is some kind of like map of events, uh, you get to a point that there are five letters scratched into, like scratched in together, uh, and they are G, O, E, G, and J. Those are our names. Oh, shit. Oh, and there are then loads of lines coming off of, of each of you into different directions. So you're like, okay, that is what this is. But as you sort of continue to search Gaius, there is sort of tucked away with the bed in more in the center of the room. As you sort of like edge behind it, there is a small alcove tucked tucked there. Enough to fit like two people stood next to each other, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the center of this, this little alcove, um, there is uh, a plinth about waist height with a handprint on it. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, looking up from my goggles. A little voice in time, inside my head's telling me to put my hand here, but another voice is telling me louder to tell you before I do this thing. Uh, come over here and look at this, please. Does that voice sound like Enkidu? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what do you think, guys? I think one of us should probably push it. Okay, I push it. What? Don't touch it. Oh, are you stood it. in the? Has anyone else gone into the alcove, or are you stood there alone, guys? I I think I'd be quite close. I'm intrigued. I was fiddling with my goggles, so I don't think I'm anywhere near. Gwendolyn's trying to see if there are any of the lines that are on the wall that seem to be leading towards this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Gaius and Juna having a look at this this plinth. Gaius, you touch it, and instantly you and Juna are blocked off from everyone else. A wall has appeared behind you. And on the wall in front of you uh, appears uh, the glowing number 10. Oh, shit. And it glows in white. <laughs> Is it going to... And then it changes to no! 9. Oh, God. Okay, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, okay, I, I put my hand against the thing again. Uh, and the countdown stops. The wall uh, disappears. You're, you, you're fine. Like, you can leave the space again. What the hell was that? <laughs> I've never been so scared of numbers ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, 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 what happened? What, what, happened? what did what you happened? just do? What? There is okay. a countdown on the wall. Ten, Ooh. nine. Countdown to, to... To what? To zero, and then something happens, but I was too scared. I mean, yeah, I guessed that much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frazzled, okay? That's all right. Sorry. Well, it kind of sealed you in. We couldn't see you whilst you were doing it. But it must... It must be there for a reason so we think we should just keep at it no well, no but if we, if we keep at it then we should all we should all be in there together i think it's only be able to fit two people though mm, it is quite a narrow space can we try <laughs> whatever this thing does or wherever it sends you how is there a guarantee that all of us will go to the same yeah. place i feel like every single listener is like no, guys, remember what happened <laughs> the last the time you were covers. in this kind of situation. The password obviously changed when you do it. <laughs> okay, well, hang on. I've started fiddling with my goggles. Can I mean, can we um, can we wait like five minutes till we go Certainly. into the magical cupboard? Yeah. Do Do I see any lines leading to it? Uh, make an investigation check, Gwendolyn. Um. A four. Four. No, again, it's just a lot of letters and, and a, a, the occasional number. 
So there's nothing that specifically says, and then they pressed the button in my room and like it's, <laughs> so it's yeah, unfortunately you're, you're not entirely sure. What you can see is that like you can't, you start seeing other little groups of letters, um, especially a few V's that your, Ooh. your letters keep like going backwards and forwards toward these V's, which you assume can be the Vondels. Yeah. But. Okay, he wouldn't have, like, something really dangerous in his own room. So maybe it's like a panic room. Maybe it's like a safe room. Yeah, well, we haven't found... If he's if, if there's this phylactery thing around that we need to find, we haven't found it yet, have we? We haven't no, seen we haven't any not. evidence of anything like it. This is the only weird thing I could find besides all the weird carvings in the walls. Maybe this is how he buries the tower. Maybe that's how he seals himself in. Maybe? But I'm not, I'm not sure. If I was going to bury a tower, I don't know if I'd have a specific device to do it or I just... Um, let's check around the room a bit more. And then I don't think there's any, anywhere else we can go. We haven't found this thing. So just a little look around the room and then let's commit to this hand pressing thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. If you give me a couple more minutes <laughs> as I fiddle with the goggles. Let's see if there's any more diary entries in here. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for as well. We'd like ruffle through the bedclothes. Yeah, and Kidu, you can make an investigation check with advantage. Whew. I need to have a sit down. I wouldn't sit down on the bed. It looks like it's not collapsed. Bad, not bad. Um, the highest one is 18 minus one. So that's 17. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you do brave the bed sheets and like start pulling them aside and like going through the, the, the disgustingness of it all. Um, there is no more. There are no scraps. You're quite certain. No more notes or anything in this room. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Beyond this is clearly somewhere that he has slept eaten and pissed and shat everywhere oh. so the rest of the as you sort of then think back the rest of the the other rooms that you've been in have actually been fairly clean for what they were so this is clearly where he's just gone there i'm a person having like seen more of this tower does the style of it at all remind me of what i saw underneath the tower at the vondels like is it more like that sort of style no, not at all. Okay. Uh, so, if anything, it weirdly it reflects more the the style of the the folly itself, because mm-hmm. that was made up to be in an old style. Um, but no, underneath what you've seen, the the brief glimpse of the corridor that you saw, uh, of the bunker, uh, that was much more of a modern style, reflecting what the actual manor house looked like. Right. Just wanted to check. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whew. Okay, 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 let's do this, let's do this. Okay, well, hang on, hang, hang on. on, just just before you just before you get in the magical box thing, um, if 10 minutes have passed, David, mm-hmm. yep. um, can I look around with my goggles now set to magical detection, and in particular looking at this weird room thing, two-person room thing, but obviously mm. having a sweep of the rest of the room as well. Um, so having a quick sweep of the rest, there doesn't actually seem to be anything magical in the room. Nothing is pinging up at all, apart from this plinth. Uh, and as you sort of have a look at it, it, it has a, a conjuration effect to it. Okay, so that could make something appear or disappear, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah. Well, that explains how we couldn't see Juno and Guy when they slipped into that room. Well, yeah, it made a wall appear for a start, and then maybe it makes someone disappear after it's finished counting down, and maybe reappear somewhere else, like a magical lift. What's a lift? Don't know, just made it up. (laughs) (laughs) You are the god of invention, aren't you? (laughs) It's a little something Oren's been working on in his spare time. I am so so intrigued by that. It's got to do something, hasn't it, Guy? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Okay, quick. Do we all try and get in together or do we take turns? Or... I think we can all fit. Guy, 
Yes. If you want to go, I strongly suggest that either Gwendolyn or myself be the ones to go with you. Okay. I look over at Juna. What? What's wrong with me and Juna? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, your abilities are like better at keeping things away. What if we pop up into something horrible and we have to throw down right away? Yeah, no, I'm fine to be second. Should we try and see if we can all get in together? Just for the fun. <laughs> Gwendolyn edging closer and closer. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do like it. trying yeah. to like get up on the plinth and like bending round. Yeah. So because it's between like the back of the bed and like a very small space like beyond that, um it is very difficult. It's essentially a five foot space for everyone oh. to try and squeeze into with a plinth there as well. Um I will say that if Juna is in there, then Orin can also be in there because he's the smallest out of everyone. But Enkidu and Gwendolyn are quite big yeah. so they yeah so we're gonna have to do two trips hopefully it's a trip well Gaius, we came into this together yeah let's do this thing let's do it i'm just like i'm just revving myself up like banging my chest <laughs> like whoosh, whoosh, here we go gwendolyn's very very nervous i'll stay with Orin then it, i as she steps in um juna touches her on the arm and says it's all gonna be all right and gives her guidance d4 thanks juna so Gaius and gwendolyn step into the space Orin and Kido and Juna, you sort of like edge your way out, but you yeah. you have a moment that you're like, okay, we're going to be ready in case we hear anything bad happen. Yeah, I'm also going to I'm going to keep the goggles of magical detection on because I want to watch what happens through the goggles as it happens. Mm. Yeah, uh, Gwendolyn is holding a dart at the ready in her hand. Nice, Gaius, are you ready? Yep, I press my hand against it, and again the wall appears behind you all. Uh, Orin, from your point of view. You can't see anything. It's incredibly thick, this wall that has appeared, actually, um, to the point that even the plinth beyond, you lose sight of that. Vanishes. Yeah. The number 10 appears on the wall in front of you. <laughs> Guy does a dance move. <laughs> and it changes to nine. He does another dance move. <laughs> to eight. Different dance move. Seven. Six. And then a red five appears. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, that doesn't look good. Four. Come on, baby. Come on. Gwendolyn holds this Gaius's other hand. Three. It's going to be different people who die this time. So. <laughs> Two. One. The number vanishes. And five mirrors appear on the wall instead. Three of them have been smashed. One of them has been uh, scratched into, and it just says, do not trust. And the last is just shadows moving slightly and then two white pupils appear in the darkness staring at you I don't like this oh my gosh do we recognise the eyes? nope you see them narrow slightly an uncomfortable smile appears in the darkness as well oh and that fixed expression is just staring at you from the wall is this how he was able to try out the different timelines perhaps perhaps is does this these mirrors look anything like the divination table you saw guys uh does this any of these do i see any markings or any similar rooms or anything around these mirrors no they're uh they've just got very simple sort of golden frames and the only really way that you can tell that they're mirrors are those that have been smashed are showing the reflections of you but the others obviously one is showing shadow the other one is whatever's beyond it is completely obscured with this this writing okay so uh there's, there's three there's there's three that are smashed i'm just gonna stand in front of one of them so yeah you sort of you move around the plinth sort of and there's actually there's not a lot of space between the plinth and the wall there 
and sort of you're peering into it and it is just a reflection of your own face okay Gwendolyn's kind of transfixed by these eyes Mm. and just looking at them and trying to figure them out and as Gaius has sort of moved around just one of the pupils has followed him just slightly like just twisted in its in its socket the other one seems to be trained on you Gwendolyn and there's no way back from where we are the plinth is still in front of you what, what if we press it again? Or do we want to try and, I don't know, see, see further into the mirror somehow? I... Well, I don't know. Like, there's, there's this mirror with the, with the scratches, and then there's this mirror with the creepy face. I mean, can we interact with them? Hello? Both of the pupils drift over towards you guys and just stare at you. Oh, you have nice eyes. Hey, how you doing? My name's Guy. Uh, what's yours? There's no response. Not a talker. Okay. Um, Gwen, you got any ideas? I, I mean, I don't know, touch the mirrors, but I, I don't know whether we, we want to. Maybe we need to press our hands and go back to the room we were in and, and tell everybody else what we saw. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try that touchy thing you just said, so I will touch the mirror with the scratches. It says do not trust. Oh, actually, you know what? You know what? I just... You know what? <laughs> I just had a, a little voice in the back of my head that just <laughs> read aloud what that said. Uh, but then, to be fair, I don't trust Kral either, so, like, what the hell, right? What if he didn't scratch it? What if future us scratched it? I don't understand this time travel stuff. Yeah, okay, all right, I'm, I'm feeling nervous. Let's let greater minds decide this. Okay, so let's. I'm going to try pressing the plinth again and see if that sends us back. Yep, mm. I'll make it. Straight away, the, the mirrors disappear, the wall disappears. You've got free access back out into Kral's bedroom. Oh, it's such a relief to see oh, you're, you. you're back. Okay. Oh. What? Gwendolyn tells them everything we just saw. So it kind of seems like there's two choices, maybe? Did the scratching on the mirror match this scratching on the walls here? Did it, DM? Yes, it did. Yes, so, so it must have been Kral's writing. And what was scratched on that mirror? It just said, do not trust it. Do not trust. And curiously, it was written in common. Oh. Oh. So potentially not a message to himself, a message to us, but then, because he will have seen that we've come here, won't he? He'll have certainly seen that's an option, that in one possible future we end up here, yeah. And maybe he doesn't want us to trust it, but actually that's what we should trust. Yeah. And there was those those two eyes as well, that that disturbing grin. (sighs) And they were just looking at you, they weren't doing anything, they weren't... One of the eyeballs could dislocate and look at both of us at the same time. (sighs) Yeah, it's a neat trick. So there's something looking back. Yeah, there's something in there. And key do orange, shall we shall we go and have a turn? See if you see the same thing as us. Mm. Yeah. Perhaps you'll see stuff in the smashed windows that we didn't maybe we each have a mirror, there's five go. Oh, go. there were two. I want to know. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Three go. Smash mirrors and there were two of you. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's have a look. So Orin and Kidu and Juna squeeze into the into the space. Um Orin, you are essentially having to like like sort of push into Juna so that you like the sorry, two of you sorry, aren't. Sorry, Juna. Sorry. Um, <laughs> who wants to press the handprint? Me, please. <laughs> yep, she presses it. Uh, and the walls appear. The countdown starts. Um, it counts down from ten with with white glowing letters, and then when it gets to five, they turn red. Oh, which it's exciting. Boys. On counting down. I really don't like this. <laughs> Obviously, the guys of the the other two have, have warned you about this, so you're like, oh, okay, we sort of know what's coming. Maybe. Can they hear yeah. me playing the countdown theme tune through the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and as as it as the last number fades, five mirrors appear, and it is exactly as the others have described it to you: three smashed, one that says "Do not trust," and one shadowy one. 
Interestingly, whilst the others said that the the face had appeared whilst they were stood there, it's already there when when the three when the mirrors appear for you three. Is it within ten minutes of me activating my goggles? Yeah, I'll say so. Can I have a little looky look? Yeah, each of the mirrors is giving off a transmutation aura. Hello, eyes. The people sort of drift over to you, Warren. Well, it's nice to meet you. I speak in celestial. Identify yourself. The smile widens even more. And then it sort of backs up. It fades away. It disappears. And then it comes running into the mirror. And the whole thing just shakes a little bit. uh, As it's clearly just run face first into it. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Can we see it more clearly now? Do we see features? Oh no. It backs up again. And it comes running into the mirror again. It hits it like the whole thing shakes. Let's leave now. Uh, Back to the room. Wait, wait, wait. wait, But we, I mean, we haven't, we haven't found everything out. Before it kills us. We don't know what it is. It backs up again and you can just hear this little. It's inside the mirror. (laughs) 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 And it comes running into the mirror again. What do you want? I shout at the mirror. I said identify yourself in Celestial. It doesn't say anything back. After after the third time it's run into the mirror, it just sort of, you can feel that it's pressed its face up against it. But beyond the pupils and this, this grin, you, there are no other features. It is just shadow. But you can feel it like sort of pushing against the mirror and just staring at the three of you. Do you, you want to get out? I want to talk to it. I can make this with disadvantage because I'm, I'm, I'm shitting myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say to it, as menacingly as I, I falsely feel, you break out of there, you die. Who are you? There's just another laugh. <laughs> I think we should leave this thing alone. We're, we're, that's all well and good, but I mean, we can go and have this discussion away from the thing, but we think there's a phylactery that we need to get rid of before we can deal with crowd. I don't know what a phylactery looks like, but it might look like that. I completely agree with you, Orin. Is the is the laugh like crowl like? No, not at all, actually. Okay. It's a much, much deeper than you've heard him. This is a weird thought. Go on. It's not like Rumath Tarabor. How would we know? I don't know. We I don't know. know. I don't know what he looked like, and he probably didn't look like two eyeballs and a mouth. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stare at the mirror and go, Rumath Tarabor? The face sort of like drifts down lower to you, Juna, just so that it's directly in front of you. It doesn't say anything, it just keeps smiling and staring. Well, that solved nothing, did it? Worth trying. Yeah. What? Should we go back to the others? What? B- before we do, let's have a look at this other one. What? What is going on in the other one? Uh, the one that says, do not trust. Yeah, like, is it just the same as what the others saw? So as you're like sort of trying to peer past the, the, the scratched letters... It, there is darkness behind it, but it's just, from what you can make out, it just kind of looks like just a, just a plain room, similar to what you're stood in, actually. Sort of, you can sort of, you, you have a quick look around it. It's, you can kind of see the edge of a plinth, like the back end of one, mm-hmm. but then it's just it's just a brick wall. Then beyond that, it's all it's all very dark in there. Could I like knock on it with the end of my stick, just like a? Yeah. Sort of beyond the the sound of you knocking against a plane of glass, it doesn't make any any more noise. These mirrors, do we appear in them? Do you do appear in the three smashed ones? 
But these but two, not in the other two, magical ones. We don't appear in them. Mm. Could these be windows instead of mirrors? Yeah. Are we peering into futures where we don't exist? I don't, maybe. This beast could be from a apocalyptic future. Or it's, or it's just into a room and it's just in there. Can I on this? I don't know what the creature is. I think I probably have to do this and then see. Cast detect thoughts to see if I can pick up anything from it that way. Mm. Ooh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you cast it and initially, like just to see whether or not you can sense minds. Yours, Enkidu's, Orin's, and this creature do ping up as possible options. Oh, oh, I can listen to their thoughts as well. Yeah, you can listen to their I'm thoughts. I'm going to choose not to, for now. Mm-hmm. Just the creatures. Out of respect. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> thought you weren't, weren't going to listen to the creature out no, of respect. I'm I'm sorry, sorry. To, no, I'm going to listen to Orin and Enkidu's, because, like, yeah, I, I, they're my friends. The, uh, the surface thoughts that you, you get from this creature are just like... Describing your movements, essentially. Mm-hmm. Ah, the short ones move that way. Mm, the one with the leg, looking at... Mm, the big ones, probably the most dangerous. Those kind of thoughts. Okay. All interspersed with giggles and laughs. I'm going to go deeper. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it has to make a check, right? A wisdom saving throw. Oof, what a handy spell. Mm. Ten is what I rolled. <gasps> uh, it fails. Yes. So as you start probing deeper into its mind, there are a few reasons and, and bits of truth that start floating out. The first is that it has recognized that you are not Savelt. Okay. Also... It, it's recognized that we are not Savelt. You, you three are not Savelt. Mm-hmm. Also seems to sort of float through its, through its mind that it's not spoken to Savelt in many hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even sure if he was alive anymore. And the very last thought, sort of reasoning that you can sort of draw from it, is that nobody really has, none of us mages have used this communication tool in quite a while. I wonder if the others are dead as well. Hmm. So it's a mage. Again, even these deeper thoughts are, there's something tainted about them. Uh-huh. It, it, like, they don't quite sit right. They are, like, delving through, you can sense these clear ideas but they are filled with with laughter, the occasional aggressive like shout, just in in this creature's own head. Mm. And and that's it. That's what I get for yeah delving through for the it's a it's a minute that you can like, minute, push yeah. into their head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So those are the thoughts that you you gain from it. I look I look sort of at the eyes. I say thank you, and then say to Orin and Kidu what I heard, so that mm. they know. So this is a person. Or was a person? A mage. From a very long time ago. And this is a communication tool. So is this communicating with somewhere else? So there's a convocation of mages. This is the communication room to speak to them. Yeah. Five different mages that you could communicate with. Shall we go back and, uh, and tell the Let's others? Let's go back and tell the others. Yeah, Let's tell, tell the, the others. others what you found. So you hit the, the handprint again. The wall behind you disappears. So do the mirrors. Uh, and you rejoin Gaius and Gwendolyn. Those eyes and that mouth is a mage. Who knew Savelt, potentially. Very old mage. Wasn't somebody talking the other day about, what were they called? Something like liches? Did... Oh, you're right. Yeah, I me- yes. I, I mentioned, I mentioned yes. liches, I think, the other day. Wizards who become undead. Do you think that could marry up with what are liches? I, I don't know. I'd never heard of them till you mentioned them. Potentially. Well, we were wondering if that's what, what Crow was, but maybe Crow isn't, isn't a lich. That thing is. Okay, so where's the creepy lich guy 
fall into like where we're going to find this phylactery? Uh... Like, do we smash all the mirrors or do we like call it a day and go to town and wait for the undead to arrive? Or, or I don't know. I don't oh know where we... That doesn't feel like we enough. Need, no, we need to find the phylactery, don't we? And yeah. you do. Yes. Just read the uh, the earliest note again, whilst everyone's having this discussion. Research is being hampered by my own lack of ability. A damned table holds more innate power than I ever will. There is more than it can do, I'm certain. Perhaps, if I were to bind myself to it, could I traverse without having to live out every waking moment? He said he needs to bind himself to it. Maybe it is just parts of him. Maybe that's a part of... Holy shit balls! What if the table is the phylactery? Oh. He's bound himself to the table. Oh my sweet Jerry. And that's where we're in tonight's episode. Oh, oh, no. oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. We're gonna have to break into that place again. Oh my oh. god! You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master. Ben Galpin as Orin, Chris Watts as Gaius, Daryl Bailey as Enkidu, Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn, and Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe, and follow us on all the social medias. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. On for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.